All right. Welcome, everybody. This is the Joe Danier podcast. I am Joe Danier. Today, I want to talk about law of attraction. And uh, this topic gets a lot of criticism, especially those who, you know, totally don't believe in the mysticism of being able to, you know, pluck things out from the ether. Uh, I think a lot of times the people who try to interpret this, they do a poor job explaining that this isn't mysticism. This is taking um, advantage of naturally occurring phenomenon not necessarily ever having a true handle on on how this works or, or what it is, but I've been studying it since I was a young kid. One of the first business books that uh, I came across, I was a big, I, I like to study the Industrial Revolution. So all of my inventors and innovators were, you know, were alive during that time. And I looked back through their, their histories and where they came from and how they assembled all these great things because I wanted to do that too. I uh, came across the book, by Napoleon Hill called Think and Grow Rich. And I read this thing, and, and honestly, I think people who stumble across these books are always in a state of mind where they're looking for answers, and they, they're looking to discover And when, when a book can come along and answer some of those questions. And I can't even say that it answered anything, but what it did was it engaged some gears in my brain that forced me to think a little deeper into things I didn't quite comprehend. And I'm a science guy. I'm a engineer slash reverse engineer kind of person. I want to know forward looking what variables I can control so I can give myself a bigger potential to have things work out in my favor. And I'm a reverse engineer where I look at what happened and if I can find out the variables that constituted that thing happening. And what I found was when I evaluate, when I follow something like the law of attraction. So basically law of attraction for those who don't know, uh, you know, you start with desire, you write things out, uh, you behave accordingly. And th this whole belief is sort of traveling to the future of things that you want to create and then having your mind get engaged for start realizing those things before they've occurred. So it's this big sort of like engagement of faith and it's developing those things that you can't see. I mean, 90% of the population, I made up the statistic, but 90% of the population uh, basically is looking at what's already occurred. So it's hard to look into the future and be able to construct things that haven't existed yet. Everybody's this casual observer that looked at what happened and they get sort of fixated on that truth. And this is just forwarding your gaze into the future and then using parts of your brain to be able to help realize that. So um, I usually construct this in, into a word that I call potentiality, right? And I use this a lot when I explain people new into it where there's a, a field of view of things that are possible for you to realize. And there are things like super easy. You In the future, you could go make a dollar today that you haven't made in the past, right? The potential of that is a high percentage, right? You can go realize that pretty easily. I can send somebody out and they can sell us something or do a service something or they can realize a dollar. Now, the potential of them doing that same thing with a million dollars, the percentage rate chance of that happening is a lot lower, right? But when you engage your brain that that's the desire that you want, you start increasing that potentiality to realize that larger goal. And then so your subconscious is put on notice that you need to start behaving and doing different things. And that's what I needed to hear when I first started going, which is I was a, you know, I will wait until I have, you know, almost a sure thing 
before I'm willing to put up the energy in order to realize that sure thing. So I was super limited in the things that I can bring into my world. Well, when you're looking forward and you're saying, okay, well, I want to do X, Y, Z, and then your subconscious starts telling you, well, you're going to, you're going to head in a completely different direction than you are right now. You got to start doing this and, you know, using your intuition to make suggestions that change your track so that you increase the potentiality of those things being possible. They don't all come true, right? Sometimes they live on that potentiality list for a while. So if I said I want to be president right now, there's probably uh, like 9,000 jumps and changes in behavior till that one becomes possible enough for it to be in my crosshairs. So law of attraction I've been using since I was 20 years old. And the biggest thing that it's done for me is it's changed my behaviors. I live more... In, in doing things that don't make sense now or constitute any fruit now, all of my behaviors now are purchasing things that are on that spectrum of potentiality. I'm trying to bring more of those things closer to what you know, are possible. And with, with each one of those moves, I know that I never would have made them had I not believed in the, the, the law of attraction. And so, you know, in, in a nutshell... If you don't want to, you know, again, I'm, I'm trying to figure out the mathematics behind what this happens and or, or why this happens. And most of it is controlling your own thought patterns, right, which you can achieve with meditation and prayer and proper planning and, you know, changing your behaviors. So if your mindset gets set on vacation house in, in Florida and your reminder is that every day you're like vacation house in Florida – and then when you're looking at the inventory of what you're doing today, if something you're doing today doesn't get you to vacation house in Florida, well, then those pathways have to change and say, okay, what would? And I use the example of uh, being a marathon runner where I use somebody who runs marathons. And if I do everything that they do, I don't think I have any other option that become a marathon runner because I've I'm eating the same way a marathon runner. I'm, my goals are the same as a marathon runner. I'm showing up to the places with a marathon runner. And eventually I just become a marathon runner only because I replicated the math that makes me a marathon runner. Not like a, I hope I win the lottery, right? Because I don't even believe that I can, I can control enough of the factors in order to win the lottery. But, uh, you know, when you put yourself out there, it's, it's strange that every time I write down a budget or a financial plan or some kind of you know, some kind of preparation for something that I don't yet have, it becomes more real to my brain where it believes in me a little bit more that I want that thing. And then again, I start acting as if those things. Now, what one of the, a cool example that I read, um, I don't know whose Law of Attraction book it was, uh, but they were asking for some examples of people who were in preparation for something or ready to receive something. So the one example was a lady who said she really wanted to have uh, you know, a, a man in her life. She wanted to have a, a, a husband. And yet when you took a casual observer and you weighed all of her behaviors and her environments around whether or not she wanted a husband, nothing really pointed to that she wanted a husband other than her saying it. But if you said, hey, here's, I want you to act out you having a husband and make preparation for having a husband. Now, what does this change? Does it change 
the you know the the natural law that attracts a husband to a place where a husband belongs, or does it change your behaviors enough so that you're more open and the potential to have a husband goes up? Well, you can guess my response to that. You changed and you attracted it in by wanting it and behaving like you wanted it. So if I if I want to run a marathon and I don't put running shoes and good food and exercise and stamina in my in my environment, I'm like, hey, if you know what, if I get if the Boston Marathon comes to me and says I want you to run, then I'd be willing to do all of those things. And all it does is reverse it because you do all those things after the Boston Marathon knocked on your door. You'd get running shoes and you'd eat healthy and you'd start, you know, practicing and working out. So I I, I like to take those detractors, those people who really don't think the law of attraction does what it says it does, and I want to remove the mysticism, remove the magic from the law of attraction, and just put it in a tool in your tool belt that you're just sliding your gaze into the future and then working the math on bringing things and making bringing things closer to you and making things more statistically possible. And if you do that often enough, when you if you took where I was when I was 20 and where I am right now, Let's just say that I was just beckoning it in by demanding it and not willing to change any of my behaviors or whatever. I'm a much different person, right? So I'm not even the same dude, and there was no way in the beginning that I could have attracted those things to me because they weren't even a possibility. But, you know, when, when, when my intuition starts making these suggestions and I faithfully follow where that intuition tells me to go, then it becomes more possible things that weren't possible before I made that uh, you, you know, a priority and, and trusted my subconscious. So, uh, and, and one other segment, like I, I've sort of divided the brain up into three segments. You got the subconscious. These are the things that, you know, your mind is using, doing in the background. It, it's, it's calculating things. It has things. It's not very bright, but it, it knows how to do a lot of, it holds a lot of bandwidth. So it could do a lot of things like respiration and digestion and, you know, all the things the body controls, subconscious is what I use for all of my autopilot. So if I cannot think about it and it happens anyway, I, I give my give credit to my subconscious. Then you have your conscious brain where that's your calculating brain. That's your sophisticated brain where I'm actually taking, you know, data and I'm putting plans together and I'm thinking about things. And it's a very limited bandwidth, but it can do some really funky things. So my goal is to, I think it in, and I put the numbers to it, and then I tuck it into the subconscious so that it could just manage it. And so my goal is to, once I put something on autopilot, I don't want to think about it again. I just want my subconscious, if I can stop rethinking it and recalculating it, and I could just put it on autopilot, I don't want to then bring it back into the, the, the conscious brain and then have to factor new things in unless it's super important. I'd like to keep it there so I can work on other things. And then I, I can manage more in my world because 90% of the stuff, again, in a made-up figure, is being managed by something that's not really taxing on me. It's, you know, like I said, it's, it's just following a set of instructions infinitely rather than taking it back out, like uh, the example of the keys that I use, okay? So if you're using your conscious brain to find your keys every day versus putting your keys in the same place so that you just know where to go to get them, you don't have to think about where your keys are. But if you're using your conscious brain to just uh, solve the exact same formula and, and problem every time, then I think that's a complete and sublime waste of the conscious brain. I want to be calculating new stuff that I haven't decided on and everything I have decided on let the subconscious. And then I do believe in the superconscious, where you you can 
uh, you know, there is a, uh, a creator of such something where everything in my world that I didn't create came from somewhere. I don't understand it. I don't know who did it. Their math isn't mine. I just have to live amongst it. And my super conscious has to not try to figure it out, but gather information from it. And so I don't get hung up on the, I don't know enough because I will never know enough. That's why it's super. It's above me. It's better than me, more intelligent than me has, you know, more of a, 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 a field of vision than I do. And so the superconscious, where I'm still exploring that, I can easily divide things that are not part of something I decided. Anything that's not in my realm, I'm going to basically put in that file folder of the superconscious. So when you're sitting there praying and or you get delivered something that doesn't quite make sense and or you get intuitions that weren't part of your factors, uh, then I'm going to put it in, in the file folder for superconscious. Now, that doesn't give it any rights or responsibilities it's just a way to me to org for me to organize how i'm you know processing information and controlling my behaviors there's sometimes that i'm following my intuitions that came from me from i know it came from my subconscious because i told it that's what i wanted to do and i follow that you know with faith you know faithfully and there's some stuff that i didn't purchase at all it just came to me and it was right and you know I'm, I'm grateful for it. Don't quite understand it. And I, I can't tell anybody about it. So it's on that super conscious level. So that's the intro uh, to the law of attraction. It's one of my favorite, most enabling things. And I hope my explanation of it might take some of my detractors or the detractors of, uh, of law, law of attraction. And it, the, the people who are spouting the mystic version of it, like it's some magical spell that you can put on the universe that deliver you something. Everybody's going to have their own pathway. Everybody, it grabs a piece of information. It could be a stock tip and everybody's going to gravitate uh, towards their end when you give it to them. And, and people are just trying to make the world a better place or their, their world a better place and how they use it. If they're using it for good and their lives are being made better because of it, I won't begrudge anybody from trying a pursuit and using that as a tool to get where they're going. It's not my flavor, but Hey, you know, People are, uh, can innovate in any direction they want. So anyway, next time on the Joe Danier podcast.